Good day, Patriots. I, I am so glad you guys were able to tune into Patriots on Fire podcast. Uh, my name is Christian David Evans, your host. And uh, guys, I, I just really want, we're going to be talking a little bit about America first and patriotism. Um, but not only that, but we're actually going to be, li- I, I ran across this awesome, awesome speech by Woodrow Wilson. Um, and he talks about obviously America first and patriotism. But before we get into that, I actually wanted to share with you guys that anybody that purchases uh, any of our products, services, or anything like that, they actually go, uh, a portion of our profits go to um, Patriot Academy and Turning Point USA, uh, two large organizations that we truly believe are the spearhead to really impacting America's future in the long term. Uh, And we're going to get a little bit into that a little bit further down the road, but I just want to share that with you. But not only that, but we also are giving you all America First a book. So anybody that purchases uh, it, uh, products from us, we will actually be giving you this America First book. And what that is, is basically some of the top presidential speeches, uh, poetry, letters written by politicians and and um, uh, uh, ambassadors and so forth, talking about patriotism, talking about America and what it stands for and the value, and obviously, you know, where what, what America really, um, what America's job is in the world. And uh, what we're really going to do uh, is is uh, Wilder Wilson, Wilson's uh, speech that he talks about America first and patriotism is actually in this book and it's like 200 pages long. I'm, I'm just halfway through, but it's just it's got so much incredible content and and I just wanted to give each and every one of you and basically kind of um, allow you guys to just like read it and, and enjoy it. And we're going to be talking a little bit about it, but it's just it's just such an eye opener. And I think sometimes, and I don't know if many of you are in this situation, but sometimes. You know, you just have to be wary of, of all these books and stuff. You know, you, you read a, um, you know, the book cover and you're like, oh, this is going to be a, definitely a good book. And then you start reading like, this is a whole bunch of crap. Like, this is anti-American. This is anti-patriot. I mean, this is just blah, you know, like, good grief. I, and I've done that numerous times and I just get so frustrated. It's like, it's, it's very hard to find books and it's hard to find content. It's hard to find videos and movies that actually uh, align with my values, that actually align with, you know, uh, what America really stands for and the principles and the liberty that we stand for. So uh, we're just going to kind of dive right into it. So um, he talks, uh, I forget what page, what, uh, but Woodrow Wilson, he talks about the will of the majority equals moral law. And he goes in a little bit depth with that, but it, he, he makes that as a question. Is that, is that truly what we've come to? Where whatever the majority says, is our moral law or is there absolutes? And obviously coming from more of a Christian perspective, I do believe that uh, there are absolutes. Uh, It's not just a belief. I know that there are true absolutes um, because if you think about it this way, and I guess this is the best way I could explain it, is when anybody asks me, are there absolutes? And they say no. I say, well, you just created an absolute. By disagreeing with me, you just said that there is an absolute, right? It is absolutely untrue that there are truths. Does that make sense? And that's just logic, reasoning, um, and I guess that's the best way I can explain it. So by saying that, by, by, by disagreeing that there are any truths and any absolutes, you just create an absolute. And what I mean by an absolute, if, if I misunderstand, sometimes I use these words, but basically an absolute is something that stays consistent. Uh, for example, gravity. It doesn't matter you know, if you throw something up in the air, it'll always come down. If you jump off the building from the third store, story, you're going to come down, right? It's gravity. You don't have to believe in gravity. Gravity is just going to be there. Does that make sense? And so that's an absolute. Um, same with mathematics, right? 
there are certain equations that you have to input correctly uh, and you have to do it the right way because if you don't and you do it the way you want to, you'll create a, an outcome, but it won't be the correct outcome. And that's what I find intriguing with absolutes, right? It's, it's not a matter of the absolute will change. It's how we perceive the absolute is what changes. And um, to me, that's what I am astounded by. And, and obviously, I'd like to really learn a little bit more about that. But uh, going back to Woodrow Wilson, President Wilson's um, speech and talking, will the majority equals the moral law? You know, is that true? You know, we're in a generation right now where, you know, we, the moral law is, is lost, I would say. Um, it's very, very saddened to see that. Um, definitely my generation where we've got individuals and I look at... Um, some of the, I guess in all essence, you know, the, the world is, it's very easy to just adapt and, and be tolerant of what the world is, is giving and, and not standing up for something or like we, we, we stand up, but we only stand up in, in our own little surrounded areas where it's comfortable. Does that make sense? And I, I guess this is where, you know, we, we do need to stand up for moral law. We need to understand that there are moral laws out there uh, above, uh, above us all and that we need to uh, teach the younger generation, my generation, because we are lost. Um, and, and it's not just my opinion, it is, it is literally we are. Um, and when majority says, and this is what I always find very interesting with truth, and you know, since we're talking about it, is like we sit there and we discuss and we have a conversation about it, but it's like, you know, I say this is true, but then someone over here says, well, this is true. And then another person says, well, this is true. And how do we determine what is true? You know, how, how do we determine what is absolute? Something that never changes. And, and um, you know, you'll, when you get into, when we get in a, in a society where everybody believes that their, their own way is right, we're in big trouble, right? There has to be something that is above us that is the... I think, oh gosh, what was that one Christian philosopher? And he said, the only way to determine what a straight line is, is to compare yourself to a curvy line. Does that make sense? You have to compare yourself to like, okay, in order to know that I'm doing something right or wrong, what feels right and what is right, is to know what is right. And I guess that's my whole point. And I, I think that's what was so intriguing with when... Um, President Wilson talked about this was the will of majority equals moral law and he, he, he's, he's understanding that it, it is not. There, are, there is moral law out there and it's not the majority what the majority say. Um, also he talks about times like these demand men and women of strength and moral character to stand up on character based decisions and go out there and do what is right and what feels right. And of course that just hit me and I just had to write that down because that is just so impactful uh, because the vision that he had definitely during his time to me, you know, when, when I'm going through this speech, it's actually interesting how a lot of this is, is very relative to what we're going through right now. If you stand back and like, oh, wow, interesting. That's why this America First was very intriguing. During that time, they were struggling with that same situation. And now we're kind of in that same, you know, history repeats itself, right? We're kind of in that same, same situation. Maintain the rights without compromise and at any cost. Now, that really hit me very hard, and the reason why is we understand these rights, you know, and I, I guess this is kind of where, you know, my, kind of my, my perspective. You know, I was one of those individuals that I say, you know, I'm, I'm doing what, what, a, what a patriot should do. I'm voting, 
I'm, I'm volunteering, but I just didn't ever feel like enough, you know? And I, I, and I guess my perspective is like, I just wanted, I just wanted to impact others to change because I realized when I was creating this podcast that a lot of people, a lot of podcasters are very negative and they, they sit there and point and say, the liberals are da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But I don't want to do that. And the reason why is because I've learned, definitely in business, that that's not how you truly impact and help others change. And I guess my perspective is this. When I was really pretty young, probably 19, 20-ish, I got my life license and my insurance license. And so I was going out there and I was like, you know, when I was with a financial firm and I was like, you know what, I want to go out there and, and I want to help those that, um, that need help, you know. And who's the one that needs the help the most? The poor people, the poor population. So Mansfield, um, if you don't know much of it, I was born and raised in Mansfield, Ohio. And I went to Mansfield and I started like, I knew some people um, because my, my parents, they had houses that they rented to. And so I knew those people. And so I thought, you know what? What better not to than, than to, to educate them and help them, right? So I went in um, and, and I started helping them. And I started saying, well, actually, you're not too financially bad. I mean, you've got, you got disability m- money coming in, okay? And you got this and you got these expenses. And I started writing their whole budget out. And I said, you know, if you open a mutual fund and you're at this age, well, you could actually do pretty well, da-da-da-da. And then I come back and, and, and I, you know, I, I, I get all their information right and I go and put a uh, financial needs analysis is what they call it. And so then I, I was going to go back, but they would never answer their phone call or they would never be at their house. So there was never being any accountability. And so I was helping them. I was trying to help them. But then I realized very quickly, and my dad and I, we talked about it, I said, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. The, like, I was, I was, like, I really wanted to help them. I mean, like, they weren't that bad. If, if we just did this and this and this, man, you could be financially okay. And you'd be all right. And you'd be able to not be poor again. And, and then slowly I learned that you can only help those that choose to be helped, that truly want to be changed, that truly want to change. And I guess this, this is what this podcast is about, is... is um. I, my message really is going out to those that truly want to t- take that next step in patriotism, truly want to take that next step in, in, in building a legacy and, and, and building something that, that your kids will remember you by, by standing up on moral character and, and raising the next generation of leaders. And, and I stopped and I realized, you know, that's, I can't spend my time with those that do not want to change. I have to spend my time with those that I can actually impact, that actually want to move, that want to learn, that want to develop, that want to do something with their life. And I guess that's kind of what, what, what I realized when, when, when Woodrow, said, uh, Woodrow Wilson, President Wilson, said, maintain these rights without compromise and at any cost. You know, we as Americans, we, we, we really truly stop and like, you know what, uh, um, because we've never born in other different countries, we don't understand the, the power and the liberty that we have at, at our hands. And we do have to stop and realize, you know what, these things can be lost in any generation and be gone forever. And like Benjamin Franklin said, you know, hey, it, it, we built a republic if you can keep it. 
if you can keep it, if you decide, if we choose, if we make that choice and say, I want to constantly learn and, and develop and go out there and do something. Now, here's the next thing that was kind of really amazing. We do not realize how hard the task of liberty is and how rare the privilege of liberty is. But men and women were drawn out of every race because, because of an irresistible attraction of the spirits to the American ideal. That is, is incredible. The American ideal. What, what, what is the American ideal? What do, we, what do we represent? You know, I always ask my... Um, I always ask people, um, what, is the, how does, what does the Constitution say? Is it we the people or is it we the government? Is it the government that's in charge? You know, this is kind of like my, my mantra, if you will. I, I get so frustrated when it's like, well, this is what the government needs to do. This is what the government needs to do. This is what the government needs it to. And it's like, no. No, because the Constitution specifically says it's not we the government. It is we the people. It's we the people that really can impact America. We can. We the people can change America. We the people are the ones that go in there and vote. We the people are the ones that volunteer. We the people are the ones that build the legacy and, and develop the country. It's not the government, for God's sake. You know, when I was, um, I was working for Right National Congressman, and, and it was I was going around to talking to business owners, and basically what you do is you sell information and, and, and you sell all this stuff that's going on and, and what's going on politically. And what I would do is I would talk to a lot of individuals, and it was really cool because they were really that, that's what really helped me understand. Like There are a lot of people out there that still truly believe in America um, that aren't too crazy, you know, what, what media wants you to think, and there, there aren't the D.C. elites. They're, they're just regular people that are, you know, um, just that love America and, and who we stand for. And the thing is, is when I was talking to them, many of them, I would sit there and have a conversation with them. And then I, I saw that a lot of them, they just, you know, I, I would talk to people that were um, immigrants and they loved America. They said, I, I, I love America and what it stands for. And and, uh, you know, the media wants you to think that there are very few people like us that really, truly want to help. And when, when I, what I realized is that when you believe that, that we are decreasing, that there's not enough of us, right, then all of a sudden belief and hope decreases. And if we, if we don't have hope, if we don't have belief that we truly can change and do something, then that's when this system, this republic destroys so anyways, when I was going around and I'm talking to a lot of these business owners, a lot of the business owners would always even talk and say, this is what the government needs to do. This is what the government needs to do. And I stopped and I said, you know what? It's not, that's not what it is. It's we the people. And I guess we've gotten, and I, including myself, we've gotten to the point where it's like, I don't even want to involve myself. I don't want to be intrigued by it. I don't even know. I don't even care what's going on. And to me, it's like, this is what I love about right now is because more people are being aware of what's going on than any time in history. And that excites me because what that means is that when, when people are aware and you got people's attention, then that means you can speak belief and hope and actually saying we can do something much more than just go to the elections. We can do something incredible. Now, another thing that uh, President Wilson also said is, now, and I love this, and it's so applicable to what's going on right now. Now, we have come to a time of special stress and test. 
There never was a time when we needed more clearly to conserve the principles of our own patriotism than this present time. Um, in this world right now, if you are a patriot, it feels like they, they, they position you as a racist, that, oh, America is not the best, uh, America is not this, America is not that, and um, that you shouldn't really be proud of, of, of America. And I just, I, I did a, um, I posted something the other day about what's the difference between nationalism and patriotism. Nationalism is being proud of your country regardless of what, what they do. You know, just, it's more of a, uh, um, being, being, being proud of saying, hey, you know what, it's comp competition, it's going out there and, and annihilating someone, like, you know, oh, we are the best, you know. But patriotism is more of a, you know, kind-heartedness, where it's like, I love my country, I stand up for my country, I respect, it's a respect. Um, and I guess the best example, actually, I, I listened to the other day is, you know, uh, nationalism is like, I love my dad, my dad's the best, my dad can beat the crap out of your dad. It's competitive, it's it's, it's trying to disintegrate everybody else. But patriotism is, I love my dad, I give, my hu I give hugs to my dad, I respect my dad, my dad and I hang out. It's more of, a, uh, more of an understanding, it's, a, it's a more of a calm, uh, um, more, more mature way of thinking. And I guess, to me, that, that's, what I, that's why I, I named this Patriots on Fire movement. And I, I totally agree with President Wilson when he says, there has never been a time at this moment until now, at this present time, that we need to conserve the principles of our patriotism. See, and, and, and I, I look at whether you like the man or not, okay, you have to look as a Christian, as someone that believes in the Constitution, what it stands for in America's place in the world. I sit there and I look at what Trump has done. And so he has put in the judicial system, 120, I believe, 130 judges that have conservative principles, which have never done, has never been done before. So what that means, and I've, I've been studying this, is the next basically 40 years, the conservatives, uh, and I shouldn't even say conservatives, it's just th those that believe in American principles, uh, you know, con uh, uh, constitutional common sense conservatives, they're in place, and that to me is the reason why I look at, okay, we go to the elections, but now it's not the time to sit back and say, yay, look, we did it, go Trump, right, go president. It's now our time to take it and take it to the next level and saying, okay, now we've got this, this incredible foundation, right, of... Judi judges in the judicial system. So now what is our next step? What is our next way of going out there and educating the n next generation of those that, congressmen and, and women that go in and say, hey, you know what? I am standing for values and principles of America and we understand where America is at in this world. And so I just wanted to share that with you because at this present time, I really see there's there's, we're at a, I guess in 2016, we were at a dividing point. We could go one way or we could go the other. And the American people chose the right, correct, the right path. And now we're down this path, okay? We are down this future of what's possible. 
And now what's happening is we're, we're letting off. Like, okay, we did it. Woohoo, we got over that hill. No, my friends, that was just a small hill and it is not the mountain of what's possible. And we have to understand that still my generation, and I'm relying on a lot of the older population, a lot of my, the younger generation, they're still lost. And you have, you're, you're fighting against these massive, massive army of, of organizations that have values that we do not agree with. And so that's the reason why I, I was very passionate about bringing this podcast, showing out there and saying, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired of seeing all this and, and, and just this small little amount of people that, that you know, it's like, come on, guys, we, we, we're almost there. We haven't even come across the mountain yet. And this man, this president can't do it by himself. And what I love about it, though, is that when, when I go into these big arenas and you see the excitement there is excitement, and that's the reason why I think right now is the perfect time to to battle. I mean, get, get ready for battle and get up. And it's not getting swords and stuff, but being being confident in who you are, being being uh, um, identified, and, and going out there and accomplishing something. So something else uh, Woodrow uh, Wilson talks about is there have never been there have been some among us. And this is so, so true among us who have not thought first of America, who have thought to use the might of America in some matter, not of America's origin origination. They have forgotten that the first duty of a nation is to express its own individual principles in the action of the family of nations and not to seek to aid and abet any rival or contrary ideal. And I guess, to me, this is where man is so right. Because I guess, I, I, to me, as a conservative, as someone that I'm, you know, really, I guess I, get, I guess I get confused. Because if you're patriotic and you stand for the flag, you're racist. And if you, if you, um, if you love America for its founding and what America stands for, well, you shouldn't do that. Because America doesn't stand for what, what you, you, those values. And what, what, what are America's values? It is, it is life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. It is going out there and, and producing and creating. If many of you know uh, the poem, the, the, the mantra that I say every morning, you know, it, is, it is go out there and to fail and to succeed. To go out there and, and, and be an uncommon person. To go out there and, and not, not be um, hindered by utopian, utopian ideals. And I guess what I love about right now what's going on is that so many people are on fire about what we stand for, who we are. And we were very close in totally disintegrating the, the massive, massive indoctrination that has been established in our, in our school systems, in our media, in our organ in colleges and universities and we're totally disrupting that and i think we will totally disintegrate that and that's why i i'm i, I really ask that many of you come up and, and stand firm and say you know what this is the way this is the way we were going to do and it is it's it's at this moment where we have to identify what we believe in what are our ideals what are our values 
Now, my personal values, something that my wife and I actually kind of work together in our families, and I just want to share this with you. I, I totally recommend anybody that hasn't hasn't done this, totally do this. So our values, what we did is we actually did a, um, uh, a little activity where what she did was I wrote down some values, and then she wrote down some values, and then we came together and we decided, you know, five or six values, and we, we came together and we, as a family, and so it, was, it, was, it wasn't just like, here, these are the values of my family. It was together we built these values. And so one is faith, you know. Um, I really believe that God has given me this life to use as I will. But what I do with it is a gift back to God. Um, and you don't have to have my values. All I do is recommend getting your own values. Two is family freedom. I, I just, I want freedom. I don't want to owe no man nothing but to love him. And that's, that's just my philosophy. Uh, and we're getting, that, we're getting that way, which is really exciting. Integrity, um, something that um, I think many people struggle with, um, definitely in this social media age, where we try to be someone that we're not. And I guess this is kind of what motivated me to create this podcast was one, I just, I wanted to be just in, in integrity stricken. I just wanted to be myself and I wanted to be honest and I wanted to just go out there and share my opinion. I've gotten some already some negative feedback, but that's okay. Because, you know, I, I was reading this book and it said, hey, you know, if you don't stand up for anything, nobody's going to know. You know what I mean? But when you stand up for something, people are going to sit there and like, oh, look, he's a target. Let's go after that person, right? And I guess just being integrous, and, and, and I really do believe that we can, with some of the organizations that we're partnered up with, uh, just, just educating the younger generation on making character-based, integrous decisions um, and raising the next generation of leaders, which is awesome. Uh, number four is gracious and humility. Um, what, I, what I heard someone say once that... Um, you can't fall if you're already on the ground. And what I, what, what I mean by that is if you humble yourself. You're not on this huge, massive pedestal. It's just humble yourself. You, you, you realize who you are. You realize I'm not everything. I look at my life and I was a dumpster on fire. And then all of a sudden I... A dumpster on a fire, not in a good way. Just a, a, just, just a sinner saved by grace. And I just realized that, you know what? God has given me these incredible things in my life and these paths and, and these passions and I realized that, you know, I think this is part of the path that I need to go down. And everybody has their own path and to find that and to go um, with graciousness to go after it. Uh, five, healthy lifestyle. Um, I just wanted to, I didn't want to be one of those people that I was 100 years old and I just a mushroom. I wanted to go out there and, and vigorously live uh, till I die. To go out there with, with all uh, ambition and, and passion to go out there and accomplish something. And uh, number six, significant with our lives, to be significant, to go out there, not be successful, uh, but to go out there and be significant, to help others achieve that success, if that makes sense. It's kind of like my, my best example is going out there and being on the top of the mountain and, and you know, me saying, yeah, look at me, I'm on the top of the mountain, that's success. Significance is saying, how many people can I bring to the top of the mountain with me? And, you know, I guess um, we have to identify as Americans and, and, and as families our ideals, who we stand for, what we stand for. And I just wanted to share that with you because I wanted to be very transparent, very open. Um, and I highly recommend if, if you don't have family values, if you don't have values that, that many of you are like, okay, hey, when I make a decision, I filter my, that decision, that situation through my values first. And then if it aligns with my values, then all of a sudden I make that decision and say yes or no. And that's kind of the way my wife and I, we structured our lives. 
And, and that's to me is, is the way I look at like America. We have these American ideals, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness to go out there and it's we the people. So these, these are some of the American ideals. Okay, so let's take a, a situation like uh, whatever. We filter it through those values, what America stands for. And obviously, yes or no. And what I think is so, um, so frustrating is that we've gotten very, um, what's the word? I, I would say just very fluent, not fluent, We've gone away from the actual American ideals and what we stand for. And um, it's sad to see that. It's extremely sad. But what's really cool, and again, right now at this point, I lost all hope when Obama got in office. And it's not that I, I disliked the man. I was not racist, not at all. I think he was actually, as, as, a, as a man himself, I think he was very good for the black community to see, hey, you know, a, a black man being with a black woman and, and, and being um, honoring in that relationship, which is really awesome. That's a whole other discussion. Like, that's cool. That's great. So I respect the man, but like I respect any president. But also I do realize the values that he had were not the same as myself. He valued America differently. And uh, more of, oh, we're sorry, we're, we apologize, we're apologetic. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry that we did this and did that. And, 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 and uh, to me, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's acknowledging our flaws, but also saying, hey, you know what? We stand up for something bigger and better. And I know we've made mistakes, but to realize our mistakes and to keep learning, that's the same thing with living and learning, but do not be judged by our mistakes, but by judged by what we've done and who we are. Um, something else that he said is America's sole purpose is to stand apart from the world and maintain certain principles of action which peace can be rebuilt which are grounded in law and justice my goal is not to judge others who do not see it is not my intention to sit and judge but to challenge you to assist all of us who are trying to make America more than ever conscious of her own duty and principles. In these tumultuous times, we must call upon every man and woman to declare themselves where they stand. Is it America first or is it not? And I guess I'm going to leave with that. Is that the question? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. Do you stand with America or do you not? Do you stand for the flag? Do you not? Do you stand for, for what is right? Or do you do what feels right? Do you do what is right? Or do you do what feels right? And I think it's incredible to read what President Wilson said and how applicable it is to what's going on right now. And in, in these tumultuous times, we must call upon every man and woman to declare themselves where they stand. Is it America first or is it not? That's the question I have for you guys. Thanks so much. Patriot out.